Welcome to The Definitive Rap, where we report the truth about American exceptionalism. We love our flag, we love our country, and we believe in America. The Definitive Rap, where we respect people of faith, the men and women in blue, and our support for Israel. And now, your host, Bela Zebra, on The Definitive Rap. Hello, and welcome to The Definitive Rep. I am Bela Seabrow. It was a great victory for a Jewish employee who faced workplace hostility and anti-Israel email blasts when the Bronx Legal Aid Group, the Bronx Defenders, settled with a 175000 payout to the victim. In addition, the settlement also included an official apology and the staff having to undergo bias and sensitivity training. Is this the beginning of something big for victims of anti-Semitism? Will this discourage the recent wave of rising anti-Semitism? With us today is the illustrious Dope Heikind, an Orthodox Jew, American politician, activist, and radio talk show host. Dope is a former Democratic New York State Assemblyman representing Brooklyn's Assembly District 48, having held this position for 35 years from January 1983 until December 2018. He is the founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism. Americans Against Anti-Semitism is a grassroots coalition that mobilizes supporters to take social action against anti-Semites. Dove, welcome back to the Definitive Wrap. It's great to be with you always, Bela. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Tell us what happened to that Jewish staffer victim with regard to unpleasant working conditions, how you got involved, what happened when it was reported, and ultimately how it came to be that the victim was actually vindicated. Okay, so it goes back to uh, 21, uh, May 21, uh, where Debbie Jonas, very well-known family, uh, Howard Jonas, IDT, uh, she was a lawyer for this group called the Bronx Defenders uh, in the Bronx. Uh, and, uh, you know, she received an email from one of the people there, one of the uh, uh, administrators, a horrible, disgusting email on a government server, uh, you know, basically saying the most horrible things about Israel and apartheid and and, and, you know, all the stuff that we're so used to hearing from our enemies about the Jewish state, you know, and she herself uh, uh, lives in America, also has a place in Israel, but also has a couple of sons who served in the IDF. And she was so horrified by the email that she got and all the other people who work at this Bronx Defenders I, I can't even begin to tell you when I spoke to her back in 21 when she called me uh, how angry she was, how hurt she was. And and God bless her uh, that she did not give up, say, look, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, what can I do? You know, there's nothing really to do. It's not going to make a difference. She decided to fight and to stand up and to go after the Bronx defenders and it took a, it took quite a while, but at the end, there's such a this is such a great story because with anti-Semitism these days, we don't get much in terms of consequences for hate, you know, uh, very very rare. And here we have a situation <clears throat> where uh, the Bronx defenders not only uh, agreed 
to pay $175,000 uh, to Debbie Jonas. None of that money goes to her. She's not interested. She doesn't need the money. It goes to the lawyers uh, who were involved. It goes to five different charities in Israel, actually. Uh, and besides that, as you pointed out, everyone at the Bronx Defenders needs to get training uh, in uh, anti-Semitism, you know, uh, which That's is really amazing. Yeah. That's, it doesn't happen often. And the apology, I have to tell you, uh, uh, it's about three or four pages long, but it is a wonderful moment to see something like this happen. Because my experience, uh, unfortunately, we don't get many victories. Uh, right. A no, lot of people true. don't even a lot of people don't even deal with the problem when they are victims, when they are victimized. Uh, you know, their attitude is it's not going to make a difference. Uh, the criminal justice system, the way it is today, uh, you know, even, you know, the bad guys get away with doing terrible, terrible things. So so this is really a, a great moment, a great victory that we should uh, savior. We should appreciate so how long was this going on? How long was this victimization going on, this Jew hatred? Uh, well, against, it, uh, it, it started it started during the war, one of the wars with Israel and its neighbors with Hamas. And it was during that period of time that uh, this woman, Cumberbatch, put out this horrible email. And the New York Post did a story back in 21 uh, that I was involved with. And believe it or not, after the story came out, it got even worse for a while. I mean, it became well, that's so what happens, yeah. Once, yeah. once someone I mean, blows the whistle, there's much pushback. Exactly. And, you know, if you read the New York Post story, uh, Debbie describes, uh, you know, the way she was treated, the way she was uh, uh, literally became worse. I mean, it, it, to, the point, to the point where she had to quit. She had to leave her job. This is a woman, I think, eight years at Bronx Defenders. She doesn't need the job. It wasn't about making uh, a living, uh, right. uh, but she was dedicated. She was devoted uh, to defending people. Uh, but they really did not care about that. And, and Debbie left the job. Uh, but again, the pain that she went through on oh, a personal course. level is just beyond description for me. But thank God uh, we got this great, great result. So do you think this is a stepping stone for victims of Jew hatred? Well, I, I don't know if it is or not, but my message to people out there is, you know, never throw the towel in. We've got a very serious problem today. You, you and I have been talking about anti-Semitism. And the last time we spoke, which was a while ago, things have dramatically gotten worse. The numbers speak for themselves. The yes. incidence of hate against Jewish people in New York nationwide is oh, literally yeah. out of control. I, I, On a personal level, don't want to scare anyone, but I'm really worried about where this is going. Now, it's easy for all of us to fool ourselves, right? I mean, we live in beautiful communities. Uh, you know, I live in Woodmere, you know, Things are happening here. People are living, a, you know, a wonderful life here in so many ways. But just think about it. Just a short while ago, a week or two ago, uh, these right-wing, sick, crazy anti-Semitic groups had a day of hate, of right. rage. Right. And, and look look at how the Jewish community reacted. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, fear. People didn't go to shul that job. They didn't go to shul. 
Well, there were two I, groups. There were there were people who did not go. They were scared. And there were people who said, no, I'm going to go. And even though they don't may not necessarily go every week, that week they said, we're going to go. We're going to turn this day of hate into a day of love. Well, that's really the way to do things. Right. And when these people say they're going to come to our communities, you know, my attitude is, hey, I look forward to meeting you outside my synagogue. Right. We can't be afraid. We can't run. It, it won't work. So we need to be tough, strong, proud of our the fact that we are Jews. And and like I said, look what they these these uh, sick anti semites, Jew haters. Look what they did. I mean, they created so much fear nationwide in the Jewish community. And you know what? They didn't do anything. There was no day of rage or hate. But they it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the fact that in this day and age, they can come out and put that kind of fear into people and cause an increase of security in all synagogues throughout the United States. That, that who, would think, who would have thought this could happen in this right. day and age? I mean, where are right. we exactly? Are we in pre-Nazi Germany? Where Where are we? Right. Look, they accomplished more than they ever thought they would accomplish uh, watching the Jewish community. I mean, I was getting emails from synagogues. We were planning as we were going to war, you know, like it was unbelievable. Uh, So, look, uh, can anyone say to me today that we have nothing to worry about? We're just going through a phase that uh, it'll be okay. Uh, Nothing further is going to happen. I don't think anyone can say that anymore uh, watching the past couple of years. Right. You know, the, the radical Jew haters on the left, the radical Jew haters on the right, they hate each other. But one thing they have in common, they hate the Jewish people. It's not rational. It doesn't make sense. Right. It's not about, oh, explaining to them the facts the facts don't matter. They don't want to be confused with the facts. There's just this Jew hatred. And I keep on pointing out in so many interviews that we, the Jewish people throughout the world, we are approximately 15 million people. That's it. Yeah. There are 8 billion people in the world. What 15 million is like nothing. It's no, zilch. It's zero. Exactly. And still this unbelievable preoccupation with the Jewish people. Just blame the Jews for whatever you want to blame. Sure, have a bad day. Yeah, blame the Jews. Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing has changed, uh, Bela. Nothing has changed. Sadly. Dove, you were on the show this past summer with uh, Fima Zlatsen, who was a victim of an unprovoked attack on a New York City subway simply because he was Jewish. At the time, the NYPD did not know who the perpetrator of this vicious crime. I understand they now found and arrested the criminal. Is that correct? That is wonderful. I, look, I uh, <laughs> I remember uh, that story because FEMA got in touch with us. You know, he got in touch with us, not anyone else. He didn't get in touch with I, any I remember. politician. I remember, he didn't get in yeah. touch with any other organization. And we had both he of got... you on the show. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I'll never forget. Uh, it was a hot summer day. And I remember traveling to Washington Heights and the elevator was broken in his building. And I remember climbing the steps. He came down and, you know, no one had heard the story. No one knew the horrible things that had happened to him. Look, I, It was not on the news. I, I found out because he called me. Yeah, yeah. And we put it out and it got some attention. But he right. he was just sitting on the train wearing a yarmulke yeah. and 
because he was a Jew, no other reason. The person who attacked him did not know him. Did not know him. No, but no. The, there was no the relationship between him and the perpetrator. Right. So, you know, we spoke to him that time. We put out a video and, and, and look, it was just wonderful news that, about, what is it, about a week, two weeks ago, the person who attacked him on the train was actually arrested. And one of the things that, that, you know, we're trying to do to the best of our ability, and everyone should be involved in this, is the different cases, uh, whether it's Blake in Brooklyn, uh, the young man who was wearing an IDF uh, a shirt and was attacked, was was told by this hoodlum, this Jew hater, take it off or I'll beat the daylights out of you. Uh, he refused and the, the guy beat the daylights out of him. That case is going on in Brooklyn and I've been there a number of times now. And you have Joey Borgen, uh, the Joey Borgen case uh, right. going on. And, and now also with FEMA, that case will be going on. So the least we can do, you know, everybody is concerned. Everyone cares but there is a lack, in my opinion, of following up, taking the next step, going out there, you know, being there. If you're if there's if there's a rally, if there's something going on, if you're asked to be in court, I know we're all busy with our families, with so many different things, but we need to be there for each other. If we're not going to be there for each, for each other, no one else will. So, right. you know, when you hear something like, oh, please be in court, if you can make it for an hour or, or so on, you know, uh, you got to pretend that the, that FEMA, that uh, Blake, that Joey, it's your brother. That's right. It's your father. It's your family member. That's right. If you can picture that, I think uh, you'll be there. And, and that's what we need to we need to be there for each other or the game is really over. Right. So what do we know about uh, the perpetrator that attacked Athema? What do we well, know about this perpetrator? Yeah, look, uh, we what we know about him is uh, he and a group of other people. We've all seen this on the uh, on the trains when we take the trains, especially in New York City. You know, you have people who come through. Uh, they're singing. They're they're doing all kinds of shtick. Right. Uh, most people don't appreciate it. They're in your face. Uh, they're trying to collect money. They harass people. Uh, and that's exactly what happened to FEMA. This was a, an individual with a group of people, uh, you know, who I don't know. He didn't like the way FEMA looked at him. Whatever it was, this is the most common thing. It doesn't take thing. much. When exactly. somebody doesn't like you, you don't have to do anything. You're existing. Your existence bothers exactly. them. And if you're wearing a yarmulke, which oh, he yeah. was wearing. And if, they, and if you're uh, Jewish right and they away, don't hate you, forget it. That automatically, he, he became not a... Uh, an individual, not a New Yorker, he became a Jew. That's right. Period. Simple. And, uh, you know, for those who are, of us who, who know FEMA, he's a real sweetheart. Yeah. You know him. I know him. I got to know him only because of this. Uh, he's a really sweet, sweet guy. And, and, and this traumatized him. I mean, it's one of the things I, I try to tell people. We read about this, you know, oh, it's a statistic. Something terrible happened. But the victims live with the physical assault for the rest of their life. Of FEMA would not get on a subway. His he ended up losing his job. Oh my goodness! Okay, I so did not know that the, the, there's real repercussions for the victims. Let's all remember that and feel that pain of our fellow Jews. Uh, you know, when they take those punches, they're taking them for the Jewish people. 
it's 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 aimed at all of us, not just that individual. Right, Trust that, me, that, those that people hate all of us. Taking it for the team, they're taking it for exactly, the team of the Jews. Precisely, precisely. So, what do you think will happen to the to the to the perpetrator? Do you think he look, will let be let go? I mean, well, what kind look, of punishment the, can we expect? So, the only way the only way you you get better results. Look, we live in a s- situation today where the perpetrators get out immediately. Yeah. I mean, bail reform, uh, you know, they get out before the police officer finishes the paperwork at the precinct. Literally, they just yeah, yeah. get out one, two, three. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, when they come to trial and the cases that I mentioned before with with Blake, with Joey Borgen and this case and there are other cases, it is extremely important uh, that we apply pressure, that we be on top of it. If nobody is looking, if nobody's interested I can guarantee you the DAs really don't care, okay? Uh, the trend is to have Rahmanis uh, for the, not for the victim, by the way, pity. We we have pity for the perpetrator, not for the victim. How now we look into what happened dis- into his life. You know. Yeah, how, this, how sick and disgusting is that? That we, you know, we have this pity for the bad guy, not the good guy. Not the innocent New Yorker. And that's exactly the reality out there. We have to feel bad for the guy, the perpetrator. We have to understand the difficulty, uh, the poverty. They didn't get the same opportunity. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. So if we are active, involved, when you're told to make a phone call to the DA, this is uh, uh, the DA in Queens. Uh, and look, we're going to be on top of it and... Uh, uh, and and let the public know what's going on and others as well. You know, we're only one group. Uh, and of course, we could use everyone's support. You know, one of the things about us, Bela, as you know, we don't mince words. Right. You know, we call it as we call it as it is. We don't play politics, Democrat, Republican, whatever it is, you know. Uh, you justice know, is justice. I, I, precisely. I, you know, I'm still waiting for Donald Trump. Uh, to apologize for meeting with Kanye West. People have forgotten. People people like, uh, I don't care who it is. You don't get a pass when you indulge in anti-Semitism, when you invite them to your table and sit with them. And that, that chapter I have not forgotten, and I will be there to remind people. We have uh, also sadly seen many recent terror attacks in Israel. It's been a terrible increase. Terrible, and, yeah. Um, you know, you know the worst. The worst part is Bela is, you know, the people of Israel, the government of Israel. You know, they want to protect the people. They want to protect their citizens. That is the responsibility of every single government. And when you know there are terrorists in Jenin, or in Nablus, or anywhere else, and the Israeli government, their intelligence is maybe the best in the entire world. Right. So when they go after these terrorists, and they have no choice but to do that, and there's a firefight, and the bad guys, you know, get, get shot, get killed, and sometimes innocent people are victims too. I, I know that. But there is no other way. America would not do things any differently. And look at the, look at the media. I mean, the way the media describes some of this, it may, it's almost like the Israeli authorities, the Israeli right, military, right. have nothing else to do. They have nothing else to do but to go to Jenin and shoot people. 
that's well, that's, what they make the, well that's what mainstream media is doing. They're they're making it I, seem as though the Israelis I, are going out there and kill and killing innocent civilians. And that's and very sad that it's not being reported they, accurately. And as a result, they encourage the terrorism. There's no question course, about it. Of course. Uh, and it incites know, when, it also they incites anti Semitism throughout the world. Right. So it's uh you know, it's very difficult to watch what's going on in Israel. I mean, you and I know, I mean, the, uh, you know, we have a home in remote. Uh, you just had a situation where two little children, two brothers were murdered. Yes. And and you just had the situation where two brothers in a car were murdered. Yes. But let me tell you the story. The story is that what do our enemies do? The regular people, the regular citizens, Palestinians in all of these places, they give out candies oh, to yeah. the people. They give out candy they give to out celebrate. Yeah. I mean, it's, we've it's, we've seen this. It's mind-boggling. They celebrate the murder of, of children. Is this who we're supposed to have peace with? Is this who we're supposed to sit down and, and talk and have a two-state solution? You got to be out of your mind. If you want to commit suicide and have a two-state solution, they give out chocolates and candies and and they dance and they celebrate killing children murdering children so i actually recently saw a video where um a palestinian was interviewed as to why candy is being given out to celebrate the death of innocent civilians and his response was they're not civilians they're they're all military in other words they what? don't consider the civilians the 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 israeli citizens as they don't consider them civilians. To them, it's just they're all part of the military. They're all they're all occupying our territory. That's right, that's right. how they look at it. So they right. they they see it differently, and 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 that's how they're able to justify celebrating the death of innocent children, men, women, yeah. and children. It's yeah. and yeah. it's a definitive yeah. route to mourn with the families of the victims. It, it's yeah, painful. I mean, it's 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 rather incredible. I mean, we, if you watch this. Uh, you know, people waiting at a bus stop, uh, coming home from school with their backpacks and right. and so on, that someone should justify that. Someone should say that that's OK, because, you know, it you know, Adolf Hitler, when it came to Jews, Jews were not human beings. Well, yes. Right. 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 So therefore, yeah. if you're not a human being, if you're not, you know, but rather you are, you know, what Goebbels did a very, very good job at portraying the Jewish people. That uh, were were, you know, the most horrible descriptions of the Jewish people. If you create that, then everything, th th then you can understand how regular people, regular Germans, were capable of filling gas chambers with men, women, and children as part, you know, ordinary Germans who were involved in the mass murder of the Jewish people. Because if you are become convinced. The Jews are not human beings. They're vermin. They, they, were, they were convinced that they were able to kill millions of people and go home to their own families, have dinner, and and hug and kiss their own children after killing other children, Jewish children. Right, right, right. We look. Uh, we we need to be aware of the realities of life and what's going on in the world, or we will pay a terrible, terrible price. Uh, you know, the story I've told, which really sort of indicates all of this, uh, I may have mentioned this to you, uh, 
it symbolizes what's going on out there. Uh, I had a woman uh, just a short while ago who called me. I don't know if you know the story. She called me, total stranger. I had never spoken to her. I got a call. This woman says, you know, I'm in my 70s. I live in Queens. And what she was asking me, how will we know when it's time to leave? Will we get a warning? Will there be someone coming with bells to say, it's it's time to go. It's time to leave. The, the, the very fact that this woman, that this is what she was concerned about, and she's asking me my opinion, will someone be there to tell us? Will someone notify us, hey, time to get out? And if you think about what happened to the Jewish people, not so long ago, you don't have to go back to the story of Purim, or you don't have to go back to the story of Egypt. In our own time, uh, you know, what happened to the Jewish people? I mean, it's uh, we need to truly wake up and figure out, you know, we've got a problem. Okay, fine. But what is our approach to dealing with it? Whatever we are doing now is not working. Whether it's the ADL or whoever it is, we're going in circles. We talk, talk, talk. There's got to be a different approach. And, uh, you know, Jews being proud and Jews being strong and Jews being trained to defend themselves. What could be wrong with that at a time like this? You know, I have a lot of my friends who say to me, you know, just yesterday, a guy said to me, do you have a gun? <laughs> you know, he asked me, do you have a gun? I said, not yet. Why? He says, all my <laughs> friends are getting guns. Wow. And this is in New York? Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, we, we recognize there's something wrong, but it's very, very hard to go to the next step and say, hey, we may really be in trouble. Look, I, you and I know we live out here in the five towns. You know, things are happening. Beautiful homes, beautiful lives, beautiful everything. It's very hard to imagine. What? You think we're in trouble? You think we should start thinking, well, you know what? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Maybe those are discussions we should be having. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, our restaurants are packed. We're spending. We're we're living a wonderful life, and, and and that's fine. But we need to remember, we are the Jewish people. We need to remember that Jews in every single country of the world, if you go back into history, wherever they lived, believe me, they had their wooden mirrors. Oh, yeah. They had yeah. their Cedarhurst and their borough parks and their all those commu- wonderful communities. And they lived wonderfully, and no one ever could imagine that what happened ended up happening. They couldn't believe it. We have also recently seen a move where Hungary will be the first European country to establish its embassy in Jerusalem. Dove, what do you think about that? Well, I, I hope it happens. I saw the story, but you know, when they establish it, I will say, hooray, hooray, hooray. And uh, that's wonderful. And there are some others who are doing... Uh, you know, uh, have mentioned also moving their embassies. Look, the capital of Israel is Jerusalem, period. <laughs> Whoever doesn't get it uh, just, has a, <laughs> just has a problem, okay? Jerusalem is the capital. It will always be the capital. It will remain united. That is the one thing I can tell you 
that the people of Israel are united, right, left, center, that there they are united. Everything else they're fighting. I mean, everything else is like everybody is at everybody's throat, basically, in Israel these days. God help us. That's all I can say. Dove, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who is not a believer in the separation of church and state, has achieved new fans, particularly Orthodox Jews and evangelical Christians, because he ripped removal of school prayers. What's your opinion about that? Well, I I spoke about that recently, uh, and, uh, you know, we we especially in the orthodox community uh i think we almost without exception we don't have a problem with uh, uh, uh to, to us the issue of of state and and religion uh uh something that was of great concern in the past it's not a, it's not an issue anymore we don't have a problem with government helping yeshivas that's not a problem that is right. totally fine and and you know, Mayor Adams, who expressed himself at this prayer breakfast, basically saying that it's not about a religion, it's about religion, it's about God. And having a little bit of God and a little bit of religion, whether it's in public schools and life in general, is a healthy thing, is a good thing. And the mayor said that. And by the way, of course, the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, and some of the other progressive liberal groups, they got very upset. Oh, no, no, God, I mean, you know, America will be destroyed if we bring uh, the values of religion uh, into our environment. So I praise the mayor. But I also got to tell you uh, that on one of the Sunday shows, he, uh, you know, after being criticized, he's I still praise him for what he said, but he was uh, hedging his bets, as they say. Tell us a but little he's trying, bit. Of, but he's trying. He's trying. Okay. Well, you know, we got to give him credit for he trying. He gets an A for effort. Tell us a little bit about uh, Americans Against Anti-Semitism, about your, your grassroots coalition, and um, also how people can get involved. Just, you know, for our audience uh, who does not know. And, yeah, you know, well, you can, you can. First tuning yeah. in and hearing about you, your your group. Sure. Well, it's AmericansAA.org. Uh, look, uh it's been four years now that uh, we've been around and I wish we weren't, I wish there was no need. Uh, when I left uh, the assembly uh, uh, after 36 years, the last thing I thought was another organization, uh, another tax exempt organization. Uh, but I was watching what was going on, what was unfolding, uh, the, what was going on in the streets of our communities, in particular in New York, all over the country, but in particular in New York. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, that was four years ago. It's gotten worse every single no, year. gotten worse, Okay. Yeah. And, you know, when I saw that, uh, those who know me, you know, before I was elected, uh, I was involved in the Jewish Defense League uh, fighting for Soviet Jewry, anti-Semitism. So, you know, I thank God that I've had an opportunity my entire life to try to make a difference. And that's really my message to everyone. It's not about anyone solving the problem. We're not going to solve the problem. But can we make a difference? The answer is yes. You know, one of the things that I've learned, uh, you know, just the story with Debbie Jonas today, how many people have gotten in touch with me who have said, you know, I wish I would have, I wish there was uh, someone today just said, I wish there was an AAA six years ago when I was going through the same thing and nobody was interested in doing anything. So, you know, we've been out there, you know, we, we, uh, n- not only in the media to speak out and to stand up, you know, we have a book. 
that we did uh, on anti-Semitism that is like nothing that exists in the world. If you haven't seen this book, I, you know, when I say there's nothing like it in the entire world, that's a pretty, it takes a lot of chutzpah to say that because there are a lot of books. But this one is a brief and visual history of anti-Semitism. You can get it at your bookstores. You can order it from Amazon. Uh, it, it, there are 70 videos you can watch from the book. In other words, uh, with your, you put an app on your phone. It doesn't cost anything. It's a remarkable book that every young person and everyone should actually read. And it was two years of work to put this out. And it's getting a lot of good attention and selling very, very well. Uh, so that's number one. We were the ones who did, who took a look at the acts of anti-Semitism and did a report that came out six months ago or five months ago, where we looked at the acts of hate over a three-year period. And what are the consequences of that hate? And basically, and we issued a report that basically showed there are no consequences. It showed that the acts of hate against Jewish people, that over 90% of it was perpetrated by other minorities. I mean, these were facts that no one spoke about, no one was interested in. We also, 90% of all the incidents in New York, Bela, four Jewish communities, 90% plus, Borough Park, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, and Midwood. So you would think if we know this, the police department would find a way to specifically address that. And that has not been done. But the point is, we put out this report that was quoted nationally. No one else did anything like this. And it's so important to make people should be aware the guys beating up on Jews four years ago, what happened to them? Right. Did they pay any price? Did anything happen to them? We put out that report that gave people that information, and that was very, very important. Dove, thank you for all that you do. God bless you. Thank you. Bela, thank you for having me and the giving me the opportunity uh, to get things off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us again today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Bela. Thank you to our audience for tuning in. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Definitive Wrap with your host, Bela Seabrow. Be sure to tell your family and friends they also can catch The Definitive Wrap on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and your favorite streaming service. See you next time on The Definitive Wrap.